previously on SDI and the Degenerate. All right, Tom, what's your luck uh, this weekend? You're seven, let's go for uh, eight in a row. My is the Vader uh, minus five. Uh, over Texas at home. Uh, well, well, Mark Rick, you know, he's not, you know, he's a proven coach as opposed to this Manny Diaz who everyone thinks he's a god because he knows how to tweet gifts of hurricanes <laughs> and he shows up on the boat. He's this cool guy, but he hasn't even coached a game yet. All this swagger's going to lose stupid. Uh, not an if, but when. The Canes get blown out this Saturday. Oh, man. All this swagger's going to look no, super stupid. The, the Canes invented swagger, man. <laughs> we are in no position to be talking about swag or naming recruiting classes. Yeah, or, but the you invented swag. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa, that sounded deep. That's yeah, I can hear it all the way inside the Domingo. Oh, that's right. What SDI and the Degenerate? I'm in our normal studios. SDI, you're doing a remote live from Santo Domingo. What's up, SDI? Not man, not much man. Just hanging out in the beautiful Sheridan. <laughs> have you have you passed by the place where uh, David Ortiz got shot? Not yet. I'm gonna do that after the baseball game tonight. <laughs> Which, by the way, you're out there. You're out there as a journalist, you know, covering. Yeah, of course, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Get some Dominican Fall League uh, or Winter League action as it is, and uh, SD, SDI. I mean, we we got we got we're on time crunch here. Uh, we we're only doing this podcast simply because we got to get our picks in because we, we we have to pick every single football game known to man. I can't believe I'm honestly this is one of the first times ever SDI where I actually kind of want football season to be over with. Yeah, right, so we can get back to our normal, our normal shenanigans. Yeah, and, and on top of that, the, the football team, you know, we had Miami losing to FIU, which, you know, I normally we would do a long rant about it. Maybe we will, maybe we will, maybe we won't. And, you know, the Dolphins being the Dolphins, but I kind of want to get to March, believe it or not, I just kind of want to get to March Madness. That's what I'm yeah. waiting for now. Did you get me calling uh, Miami to win, or FIU to win four weeks ago on the previous land? Uh, yes, it's on the previously on. Yeah, you heard you heard it on the previously on. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you four weeks ago said that FIU was going to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I and and then what? At, at one point, I believed that, and then the past three weeks, I'm like, oh, the Canes are playing better football, and I was a little concerned about the bye. I'm like, but I'm like, no, that can't happen. It can't happen three times losing to a bye, losing off a bye, and sure enough, it did. And also, was it? Wasn't it the third time that they lost being double-digit favorites? First time in yes, forever? Yes, th- first time in 40 years that they've lost. Uh, a team has lost three times as being a 14-point or more favorite outright. And uh, that's according to Chris the Bear Felica. He's the one who came up with that stat. And uh, it's embarrassing. Uh, it on- it honestly is. And uh, uh, we'll get to some picks here. But now you got you got me going, SDI. So uh, here, here we go. Let's do it. Let's hear but, it. I haven't uh, heard it. I've been, I've been out of the country. So I don't know, I don't know the takes. What's going on in Miami with the takes? Well, look, let's let's look. I mean, then then this happened uh, late uh, late the Saturday night after the. Uh, by the way, we we forgot to mention we are recording on the week of Thanksgiving, uh, thir- Tuesday, November twenty sixth, two thousand and nineteen, two days before Thanksgiving of two thousand and nineteen. Be listening thirty years from now. I hope Thanksgiving is still cool. I hope it hasn't been outlawed by now because it's a wonderful holiday of eating and football and it's awesome and everybody gets a day off and uh we, we, we're in this time crunch because of this thanksgiving week we got to get this re- recorded in there because we can't do our normal podcast on the days we normally do it but 30 if you listen 30 years from real it obviously doesn't matter and you know i've been alive for 30 years and it took more than 30 years of my existence to see fiu 
beat Miami and uh, maybe 30 years from now, you're not listening. Yes, we're in the time. You're, you're, we're in the time where FIU beat Miami in football. And maybe you people listening 30 years from now, you probably were laughing at the first uh, 20-something episodes of this podcast because <laughs> I had no idea that Miami was going to lose to FIU. You're like, <laughs> this guy has no idea that Miami's about to lose to FIU. <laughs> Ah, and they're gonna be—they're gonna be wondering why we were talking about Miami so much when FIU is now the team in Miami. That's yep, they are. They're the three hundred five. They're—they're taking over. And thirty years from now, I wouldn't be surprised if if they're the it program of of South Florida. They're the uh, it it team where all the fours and five star recruits want to go to. I mean, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami turns into the old FIU, where you know, be la- where like you know they start winning two and three games a season. It wouldn't shock me. Miami clearly hired the wrong coach. Mm-hmm. Butch yeah, Davis. I'm off, I'm off the boat again. You're off the boat, and that, that's another. Uh, we also have that in the previously me talking about. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> me trying to warn you people about swag and all what a big lie it is, and all the boats and the, well, it's just one boat he was on in the off season, and all the gifs that Manny Diaz mm-hmm. was sent out, and he's losing to FIU. <laughs> How about the swagger on that FIU kicker? Miami could have used him instead of Boba Bax, and they'd have like three more wins. Oh my God! Yeah, so that that, that I'm, I'm you know what? I'm, I, I, that's one thing I am glad about the FIU loss is that it finally. It ends the argument that the kick the, the Canes were a kicker away from competing for national dominance. That they right. that, that that argument officially ended. Losing to F I freaking you. Mm-hmm. And is this uh, the worst loss in Miami history. Uh, the, the the other comparison SDI is to the the last ever game at that same site at the Orange Bowl in which Virginia beat Miami 40, 48 to nothing. Uh, yeah, if you're listening 30 years from now, 30 years ago, uh, yeah, I'm sure maybe the Canes have had several losses that are worse than that uh, between now and then. But, uh, yeah, they, yeah the, 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 the Orange Bowl one was bad because there was a last game at the Orange Bowl, but that, at least was, at least that wasn't to FIU. I think it was, it was worse. It was to Virginia, and uh, it was depressing and sad, but at least – it was more sad and depressing, but at least you know. Okay, we got to we, we're going at the time. We all thought, hey, well, look at the the Hurricanes are moving to an NFL stadium. Uh, maybe this could be good. And uh, I, I mean, at least they te- they still had a place to play the next year. Just wasn't in the hollowed grounds of the Orange Bowl. They were getting probably right. an upgrade in stadium quality, but just not the same kind of atmosphere as it would be in Orange nope. Bowl. It was just pure sad. You weren't mad at anybody. Uh, it was just depressing. Mean, you know, it was just like Virginia was better, but not. They shouldn't have been that much better. But they royally kicked the kicked our ass. Yes, yeah, it was. Uh, that was the second uh, sports franchise that left Jeffrey Loria ruined in Miami. <laughs> and so, so the, this uh, the FIU loss. I was I, I was at both games. By the way, I was at both of the worst losses in Miami history. I was at the FIU uh-huh. game this past Saturday, and I was at the the, the, the Orange Bowl for, for that Virginia game twelve years ago. But let's say thirty years from now. That's a uh, forty-two years in the past for you guys, and. Uh, I, the, the FIU loss was both sad and angry. It's like the sobering reality. It was like, wow, this is how yeah. far we've come that we've lost as FIU. At the same time, you're screamingly mad at the Miami Hurricanes. You're screamingly mad at Manny Diaz and Jaron Williams and all the people that started to believe their own hype. Uh, after I mean, Jaron Williams threw for six touchdowns against Louisville, had a bye week, and they were talking about, oh, Jaron Williams, ACC record. You know, oh, Jaron Williams, maybe a sleeper 2021 uh, quarterback prospect. Me included. I was buying into it, by the way. And then right. that dud he put out there against FIU. It, it, it's like it was just like a, a giant punch in the nuts and a steering sober. The same depression you had with with the Virginia loss for 12 years ago, but with more anger. So this one I, I qualify as worse. How does how does Blake James keep getting away with this? 
Oh, Blake James. This. Honestly. But, like, the, can you name one good hire he's made except for maybe Laraniega? He didn't even hire Laraniega. It, it was it was a it was it was the previous athletic director Sean Eichhorst. It was a weasel in himself. He left at the first opportunity. He wasn't. He was hiding under his desk. But but he did hire. The one thing he did do was hire Jim Laraniega. And the basketball team's off to a mediocre start. It's a very stale uh, uh, place in Miami athletics. And uh, Blake James, this this guy. You know what he did? SDI. I have no idea. So on Sunday, this past Sunday, this would have been two days ago, November 24th, 2019. It would have been week 12 of an NFL Sunday. Uh, Frank Gore, he passed the history marks, and he became the third all-time leading rusher. Frank Gore, former Miami Hurricane. And, you know, people listening 30 years from now, who are, where is he on the list? Maybe he's number one. I doubt it. He has a long way, a lot of years left to get to number one. But mm-hmm. so Blake James sends out a tweet. Uh, congratulating Frank Gore. You know, I mean, you, you want to congratulate Frank Gore, fine. But then he goes, hashtag building champions. This was the day oh. after he lost to FIU. <laughs> Not him personally, but his team, his football team, lost to FIU, and he's out there hashtagging building champions. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, the president will do a national search for a new AD. <laughs> I mean the board. I mean these board of trustees. They all passed on Butch Davis. They didn't like that he was too edgy and too shady. They wanted a clean cut guy, and this is what you got. This is what you got. Middle of the road, six and five, losing to FIU, and uh, and no, and nobody's people are unaware. But Blake James, I like Blake James. uh, Prior to his tweet on Sunday. Uh, I think he's done a lot of good stuff with the scheduling and, and getting Florida back on the schedule, scheduling that long series of Notre Dame, but but that that's just un, completely unaware. Like how in the what, what, where 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 are you on earth? Do you think you are? If you think sending that tweet out is okay, and after losing FIU, like yeah, is that no- arguably the worst loss in program history and building championships? And he, here's the worst part, uh, SDI. So after the game, uh, Brian Monroe, former Miami Hurricane punter, he's a local uh, radio host. Uh, uh-huh. He was out. He was out and about Saturday night, probably partying, doing. I mean, not party, but he was just being out. I mean, I don't know if you call that partying. I don't know what the the classic just, terminology. Are we talking about Brian Monroe. Brian Monroe, the punter, he was out, uh-huh. and he saw. He didn't name the Canes player, so we're not going to name the Canes player. But maybe thirty years from now, that that player will be revealed. But he saw a player out and about after losing the FIU. Nothing wrong. I mean, I'm not going to harpoon on kids for going out after a loss. I mean, that's, they're, they're kids. That's fine. But mm-hmm. here's the, the here's the part that irked me. I was stunned to hear this. So, so Brian Monroe and this Canes player, they, they met up and they're like, and, uh, and Brian Monroe was like, man, man, tough loss. And uh, this guy goes, yeah, but I had this, I did this, this, and this. I had this amount of stats. I had this amount. I'm like, and Brian Monroe's like, yeah, but you lost to FIU. And he's like, yeah, but I did this and this and this and this. Right. I'm like, so you're probably have players that that are not embarrassed by the loss to FIU because they put up good stats. That's yeah. That's, I mean, I think I said it a few uh, some episodes ago. These guys, all their, their only goal is to get to the NFL. It's not like the old days. They don't they don't care about the schools like the old players used to. Nobody's embarrassed by the loss. Maybe the co- the coaches are obviously embarrassed, but yes. the but and nobody cares either. The, nobody in the administration cares. Uh, mm-hmm. None. The players don't care that they lost to FIU. It, it's it, this is where they, they are now, and and this the, the, they're accepting the mediocrity. The pre, the past few university presidents, the for the athletic department, not been a concern. It's an it's an academic university, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's where they are. I compare it yeah. to. 
I compare it to Tulane football, SDI. You may not know, you may, you may not know this, uh, SDI, but Tulane football was once a member of the SEC. Mm-hmm. And then uh, their president, uh, they, they decided to uh, de-emphasize athletics. And so they, 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 they thought, of, they said it to me, all right, we're not going to be as concerned with athletics, so they're not going to be in the SEC anymore. And their football right. program has, has taken a massive dive. Now they're halfway immediate. By the way, they have the exact same record as the Miami Hurricanes. They're sitting at 6-5. Mm-hmm. and five. And so that's what Miami has become. They've become Tulane. And they're in a better conference. Yeah, I mean that, that's another, that's another that's another debate. Yes, uh, they probably are in a better conference, and they did bad beat UCF. Well, they did, they lost to UCF, but you know what we mean when we say bad beat that they got a yeah, mirror. Yeah, yeah, they got uh, a mirror. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the players don't care. It's not it's not like the old days, man. It's just the players just want one thing they want to make it to the, the NFL. I know the former players are furious. I, I know the right. former players have to be upset that nobody, none of the current teams plays. And you know where this goes goes back to SDI. This goes back to all the stupid recruiting names. This goes back to Swag 16, Squad 17, Storm 18, Surge 19, and now we got Category 20 coming up. And by the way, Manny Diaz, uh, he had stopped tweeting out the GIFs when they were 3 and 4. Then they won three games in a row. He went back to tweeting out GIFs for commitments. And what happens? Boost FIU. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the GIFs are bad luck. And and I was always told, and you told me this too, SDI, that you need to do this. You need to feed the ego of recruits. You need right. to. These are stupid. I mean, but then, but look, all these all these years of feeding egos, they've turned into really selfish players. Like that, I, I could tell you that that person who who talked about his stats was not a young freshman or sophomore. That person was an upperclassman. So we is we he, is this guy NFL good? Yeah, I, I don't want I don't want to give away too many hints. I don't want to give away right. too many hints. But that, that's as far as I can take it. Because if he is NFL good and he's padding up the stats, that's all he's going to care about. That's all they're going to care about these days. Man. I wouldn't want to draft that guy if I'm an NFL executive. If I know who that per- I know who that person is. If, if if that guy is talking about his stats after losing to FIU, I don't want that guy on my team. I don't want that guy. I mean, it's one thing to talk about stats when you lose a close game to a uh, like Clemson. Like you can, you, I mean, you shouldn't be doing it. But all right, I'll let I'll let that one pass. But to right. do it after losing to FIU. What do you think of uh, What do you think of the cramps? Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad about. I mean, it, I mean, I, I was mad about it initially, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be concerned about that. We lost to FIU. Like, you yeah, know, they, they, they should have. They should have been able to overcome that. And uh, they were fourth. It was a four, They had two failed fourth and ones in critical situations. And uh, that's what they get. And uh, they threw the ball probably too much. They had, especially when they had the si- humongous size advantage. They, just, they, could, they didn't even bother d- doing a direct handoff on either of those fourth and ones. One was a QB power where the quarterback is not very mobile, and the other one was a straight up pl- play action pass that, that failed. Actually, I, I saw a stat that FIU has a decent pass defense, but their run defense is horrendous. I was shocked that they didn't run the yeah. ball on those fourth downs. Yes, Middle Tennessee ran for 400 yards on FIU earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was just Dan Enos is not, not coaching the way he should. But what what is interesting is I remember you were upset over the fourth and one against uh, Bethune Cookman. Against Cookman, and everybody made fun of you, and now it looks like you might have been right. Yeah, we, we I mean, we nobody talks about that because they won't beat Bethune Cookman sixty three to nothing. But that was a freebie game. That was a layup FCS game. Right. And you, when we thought FIU was going to be a layup, obviously it wasn't. And I but thought your point, your point was valid. It was your concern was that if they can't do it against Bethune, how they can do it against a better program? And no, uh, they've been they've been very bad. And by the way, one of those fourth and ones that that the FIU stopped, it started at second and one. Yeah. 
It was second and one and two straight runs that failed, and then they went through the play action pass and failed. That, that, that was a second and one failure three times not to get a yard. Yeah. Against yeah. FIU. They're just not well coached. They're not well prepared. I mean, three three buys and three losses are just they're just not a well prepared team. They're, they're very. I mean, the, the players are very selfish. They're very um, they're very egocentric, and every time they have a good game, they they kind of you know start to feel themselves. Like I'm doing the feeling themselves right now, and um, <laughs> and it, it goes back to the Swag 16. That Swag 16 recruiting class three years ago, 33 years ago. If you're listening 30 years from now. They're all seniors now. They're all graduating seniors, and their shining accomplishment is losing to FIU. Swag 16. That's the senior. Yeah. So that's yeah, the, but that comes that comes back to coaching. If the coaching can't get them to play together and play as a team, then that's no. Yeah, the coach, the, the coaching that comes down to coaching. The coaching totally allowed this. They they allowed their ki- these kids' heads to get really big, and it started with the recruiting class names. If uh, let me ask you something, SDI. What's Alabama's a uh, what was Alabama's cool, classy, sassy uh, recruiting class name in 2016? To a hip nineteen? No, you have no, you have no idea. You have no idea. It's just uh, Alabama recruiting class two thousand sixteen. No Tide sixteen. No Roll seventeen. No t- uh, Tuscaloosa nineteen. Like none of those stupid ass names. Yeah, it's just business. They can't use cool terms like Miami because they don't have the swagger. Ah, yeah. Well, they, you know what they do? They win. You know, you know what? We know what real swagger is: winning, not popping up on a boat, not yeah. sending out a GIF. But when your recruiting class consists of just walking over to the Saban factory and picking your players, it's not really – you don't really need the hashtags. You don't – but the, the hashtags are stupid. All this all this hashtags do is feed their egos. And you have f- – four years later, they're losing to FIU. That, that swag 16 recruiting class going out as seniors losing in, in FIU in 2019. That's all it right. does. I, in fact, if I have to use stupid recruiting class names to get recruits, I don't want that guy. I don't want that guy. Do you think uh- – if you ask Butch Davis off the record, do you think this was his favorite win of all time? Off the record, yes, he'll tell you. He said yeah. he said it was in the top five. I heard him with uh, with Dan Lebetard. Uh, oh, okay. He he said it was in the top five, but if you ask him off the record, he is sans pants, totally sans pants. Hundred percent. And by the way, congratulations to FIU and uh, overcoming all these odds. And you know, ever, nobody said you could win. A lot of even your own people said you couldn't win the game, and they won the game. And I, I am I am very happy for Butch Davis. I, the, the, the petty in me. The petty in me respects that what Butch Davis did. He didn't get hi- he should have been hired the job, and he didn't get hired. And uh, I and I can respect him sticking it to his former school on the former side of the Orange Bowl, where he built that 2001 team, maybe the greatest of all time. And I I could totally feel happy for Butch Davis in sticking it to the, his university. And the university is run by a bunch of softies. Let's be honest. Yep. No, hundred percent. Let's get to some picks. All right. <laughs> Sorry, and then I have one more question before we get to that. All right. How was how was how was watching it at a baseball stadium? It was very weird. Yeah. We were in we were in the end zone. We were in end zone. When I mean end zone, I mean third third base uh, foul line, I guess in the in the end zone. And there was a lot like there was a like the a lot of the the or the, the premium seats for a baseball game like in the, right behind home plate and right behind uh, like the the, the the rows with A's in it where you get like special service, you get access uh-huh. to the diamond club for a baseball game. They weren't being like they weren't being sold to like you couldn't sit there if you wanted to. Yeah. Because obviously you'd be on field level and you'd be sitting behind you. You wouldn't be able to see the game. The right. cle- like the- it was weird. Like it just—it looked weird on TV. So I was wondering what the experience was like. No, being it was a very. It looked very weird, and it was. It only looked like you know. It's it's running north to south, and there's like a horseshoe around the stadium, 
uh, or I mean around the field, and then there's like you know a, a, a like like you know a, a contingent of the field where you can't like you can't there's, you can't sit there like you, it's just basically basically playing on a half stadium because the other half of the stadium uh, you couldn't sit at like the Clevelander was completely shut out. Mm-hmm. Was there even people in there? In the Clevelander, no, like there was no, there was no employees. There was, it was the oh, lights were off. It was closed. Yeah, the Clevelander was okay. closed. Obviously, you can't see the game from the Clevelander. There yeah, were people at the Budweiser bar, but there's no way you could see. There's no way you could see the game from the Budweiser bar. Yeah, but I mean, I figured by the by the third quarter, people would want to go to the Clevelander and get distracted. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, third third quarter, people want to jump, go go, go to the Clevelander and just and just be depressed. And it was mostly it was mostly Miami fans, as expected. There's not nothing, no right. sh- and no shame in FIU. Not, uh, and it was weird to see the field be FIU. You know, you had FIU on the midfield. You had FIU. You had Panthers in both end zones. You had the FIU DJ for their home games. He's out there, make some noise, and like most of the yeah. crowd is Miami fans. Just like what weird. And I heard, uh, I heard Michael B was the. Uh uh, voice because he's the voice for the Panthers. Well, yeah, he was. Uh, I don't think he. I don't know if he PA voiced, but he had some. Yeah, he he had, did. He did. Yeah, because I, I heard his voice there a lot. I don't know if it was pre-recorded or if it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure he tweeted out that he that he did it because he, I know he's the uh, PA voice for the for the FIU anyway. Uh, yeah, and the, he were on the road, so he could have he could have done it. he could have done yeah. it. But yeah, it was it was definitely weird experience. I'm sorry we started the podcast and you know me being angry about, but just as something really historic, something that could resonate, you know, 30 years from now as a, as a pinnacle pinnacle moment of, of history and in our podcast. Yeah, and, and, and I just, I can just imagine the people 30 years from now laughing their ass off listening to me talk about how they're gonna, we're going to beat FIU, yeah. and, uh, and they're like, you, you guys are idiots. Right. But FIU is the real thing now. Now, now, thirty years from now, maybe Miami beats FIU, and FIU is a, it's an embarrassing loss for FIU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get to some fakes. We got some action. All right, let's do it. Tuesday action. Ohio at Akron. Uh, Akron, by the way, is zero and eleven. Ohio is a twenty-eight point fav- road favorite at Akron. You I'll go first. I'll go with Ohio. Uh, you know what? I think there's going to be some pride. Akron does not want to go 0 and 12. They're at home. It's senior day. Not saying they're going to win, but they're gonna take in tw- I'm taking the 28 points, and Akron going to go down with some pride. Go down with some you're, fight. You're going against our boy Sully. I I I am, I am going against Sully. I am going against Sully, but he's going to be. He will win. But he, I don't. Yeah. Sol- Frank Solich laying the 28 points. I know Akron's bad, but I, I feel like there's some pride here. Western Mi- also Tuesday night Western Michigan at NIU Western Michigan a nine point favorite on the road. I mean, I mean that's disrespectful to NIU at home. I'll take NIU. No, I think McElwain's got these kids playing. I like I like them Ro- over them. The that's league. Central Michigan. This is West. This, these are the Wemoos. Oh, these the Wemoos. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I still like the Wemoos over the Nalukis. The, the Nalukis. <laughs> I like that's pretty good. All right, Ole Miss at Mississippi State. You know what they call this game, SDI? The, no, I have no idea. The Egg Bowl. The, the Egg, Egg Bowl. Bowl. Okay. This is Thanksgiving Thursday night, by the way. This is the Thursday night game opposite the Thursday night NFL game. So this is the only okay. game on Thursday. Uh, Mississippi State at home laying two and a half points. I'm going to take Ole Miss money line, plus 110. Yeah, I like Ole Miss here, too. Ole Miss. <laughs> Oh, uh, Bowling Green at Buffalo. Buffalo. This is we're back at the Saturday football now. Buffalo, a 29 and a half point favorite at home. I'll take Buffalo, lay the points. No, that's too many pins. I'll take bowling. <laughs> too, too many pins. <laughs> too many green pins. All right. All right. The, 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 the battle for the Commonwealth. Virginia Tech at Virginia. Virginia Tech is a three-point 
road favorite at Virginia. Some history you need to know about this game, SDI. First of all, the winner of this game wins the ACC Coastal. Second of all, Virginia Tech has beaten Virginia 15 times in a row. And last year, it was a historic collapse by Virginia to a terrible Virginia Tech team. Very demoralizing loss in overtime. One of the more demoralizing losses you can have in a school. Virginia Tech on the road is a three-point favorite. What do you got, SDI? I like about Tech here. This is a this is a uh, ACC title game, basically, right? Winner gets in. Winner gets to the winner gets to play in the ACC championship game. Right, right, right. Yeah, I like I like Virginia, Virginia. Whatever I said first, I forgot already. I think you said Votech. You like the fa- the All road right, favorite. I'll take Votech. <laughs> um, I, li- I got distracted. There's a guy here at the restaurant that looks like Mike Singletary. I thought I was gonna have to go do some journalism. <laughs> he he he'd be like, can't win with him. Can't do it. <laughs> right. I was going to ask him if he wanted to come upstairs and show me how he mooned that tight end. <laughs> I, you know what? It's tempting to take the home dog in Virginia in a rivalry game, but I think Virginia is psychologically broken. I think if anything goes wrong, they're going to panic. They're going to play really tight, uh, and Virginia Tech owns them. I'm going to take Virginia Tech, lay the three points. Toledo... Now that you could say the Seamus. Toledo at Central Michigan at Jim McElwain. McElwain, nine and a half point favorite. Yeah, I like McElwain here. I like him over Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Kareem Hunt and the and the nine and the nine and a half points. Texas Tech at Texas. Texas is a ten point favorite at home. Texas has been horrible. I'm taking and their offense has been terrible. I'm gonna take a Texas Tech and the points. Yeah, no, I like I like Texas Tech money line. Yeah, well, well, since we're doing our podcast on Tuesday, some of these money lines aren't available. Okay. But, but but don't worry, it'll still count. It'll, pro- it'll probably be, uh, I get, for for perspective, uh, Northern Illinois money line at plus nine is two seventy five. So you're probably at plus three hundred for Texas Tech okay. money line. Sounds good. Yeah, Texas oh. is terrible. They're they they're not good at football. I, I I think it should be very appropriate if Miami and Texas played in a bowl game. They, they could call it the We're Back Bowl, but we're never back. Right. <laughs> right. That'd be a great. We we should get a sponsor on that, <laughs> like uh, like some mattress, like we're uh, Sealy Plasterpedic, we're backball or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Miami, Miami of Ohio, probably the better Miami. They are at Ball State. Ball State is a two and a half point favorite at home. By the way, Miami and Miami of Florida and Miami of Ohio play in a few years, so I'm, I'm pretty sure you know they'll lose that rivalry game too. Ball State, a two point favorite at home. I'm taking the, the the real Miami, Miami of Ohio. Yeah, I'll take Miami of Ohio too. Actually, when I was watching the game on TV, it was the first time I ever saw Miami with an FL in parentheses in a long time. Yeah, it, it should be it should be noted because how else are you going to tell the difference? Right, and honestly, Miami, Miami is even too is, is even too much. It should be UCG, University of Coral Gables, as the Florida uh, FIU linebacker Sage Lewis said that they're the real Miami, and he's probably right. he's right. He's spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. This is going to happen periodically throughout the podcast. We're just going to go on random sideburst routes, and, and you know, this is one of those rants where, the, like, normally when you take when you take a loss, you're normally annoyed by the opposing team's fans. But in this case, like I almost like want them to keep bragging, to keep to keep you know FIU fans keep partying, keep celebrating. Like they they deserve every minute of it. And if some FIU fan comes up here and goes, "Pause up, baby, yeah, what's up?" I'm like, "Yeah, I can't I can't fight it. I gotta eat it." Uh, what is it? Pause up, pop up. Yeah, yeah, Solana. <laughs> Pause up, pop up. And uh, and he he was well, you know, he was playing that FIU theme music every for every yeah. segment on that show. And uh, we're talking about Hawkman and Crowder, and I was yeah. just like, "Yeah, it's totally deserved." 
And, you know, they, they should be out there celebrating. Good for FIU. is a big deal on campus on Monday. Uh, I mean, Butch Davis going going on a radio tour, on multiple radio shows, on Brett Romberg's show, and on um, the Dan Levitard's show. Like, good good for those guys. Like, have all the fun in your world. You guys totally deserve it. Totally outplayed and outcoached the University of Coral Gables. Yeah, but kind of like, act like you've been there before, no? But they haven't. Right. They haven't been there before. And they just... I know, but... They should still act like it. Nah, they 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 were always told they were told that they were gonna lose and they're gonna get blown out and the Canes are the better team or the bigger brother. They just own own Florida International and then next thing you know they they won. They let, let them celebrate and as of right now it's not on the schedule for uh, who knows when the next time that game will be scheduled. But honestly, the Canes should put them on the schedule more, possibly every year. They have to right the ship. The only way, because obviously if you play FIU next year and you blow them out. We're still going to remember the FIU loss last the year before. Right. What they need to do is put them on the schedule for at least 30. I mean, I, I want to say 30 years every year, but at least 10 years. And you got to beat them all 10 times. You got to just pound FIU 10, 15, 20, 30 times in a row. And if you have to travel to FIU Stadium to do it, fine. Like, the, you, you no longer can't play, oh, we can't go to your place. You're, you're, you're FIU. we got to play it at Marlins Park. You, you lost. That that argument's over. You have to you have to succumb to it. And you, there, there'll probably still be more Miami fans at, at FIU Stadium than it is, but you have to go through. You can't treat them like, you know, they're uh, East Illinois or Bethune-Cookman or FAMU. You have to treat them like they are a, like they're a regular team because you lost. Right. No, yeah. That makes sense. Those, those, those are the, those are the rules. Iowa and Nebraska. By the way, I said Saturday. A lot of these games are Black Friday. Black Friday or early afternoon. Yeah, that Virginia Virginia Tech games on Friday. And so yeah, starting with Bowling Green Buffalo. Well, we got a Black Friday action in Blacksburg. Oh yeah, well it's in Charlottesville, but yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 if it was, you can go to the, the, the mall next door. I doubt there's a mall in Blacksburg, but it'll be pretty cool. Black Friday, go get yourself some. Uh, pass by uh, Target and then hit up the, the game. There's, there's definitely a mall, Frank, Frank Beamer Mall. Frank, Frank Beamer Mall. Oh man, it's just all it's just all punts. It's all it's right. all special teams. It's all, it's all yeah, specialty stores. Specialty stores. <laughs> that's 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 hilarious. <laughs> oh man, I always wonder. You know, this, you know, I'm glad we brought Black Friday. We we get a little bit of our old uh, our old ways before we get back to our picks. <laughs> Black Friday. You know, I know it's a, it's big savings, but as far as net time value and money, that's what I always go by. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of saving the dollar, but in, it has to be the amount of time you spent waiting in the line. Are you really saving that much money, given how much time you're spending? You're spending all day at the stores to get these great deals, and I don't even think they're that much better than than at any other time. Well, it's worth it on certain things like electronics, like TVs, for example, mm-hmm. like on something like that. Like you're, you know, if it's a five thousand dollar TV and you're getting it at you know twenty five hundred dollars, like that. That's worth your NTV, I think. Well, okay, okay, you use that example. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this here. In a normal, in a normal circumstance, obviously, you know, in a normal circumstance, five thousand dollars TV, you buy it, boom, done. Takes two seconds. For that twenty-five hundred dollar TV, you're spending more than twice the time it is to get. You're spending an entire day. You're almost. You're, you might have to be in line for six, seven hours, uh, dealing with an all-day fiasco. And then on top of that, after you got the TV, you got to wait in massive lines. It's a total circus. And then you got to parking is an issue. You got to battle for parking. People people get there like at four in the morning, start camping out for this before the stores open. So right. all that time is it worth half the price when you're spending? You know. 30, 40 times the amount of time to, to get what you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think on certain things, like I, I would 
if you if I'm buying a really nice four four K TV and I'm saving myself twenty five hundred dollars, I think it's worth it. No, nah, I think when it, when it, when it's that much, yes. But then you're like you know getting half getting like you know half off a toaster to spend. <laughs> <laughs> to spend like you know, for the, ten hours going all around all day and uh, all day shopping. I mean, is it really? Is right. it really fifty percent off on Black Friday? I, I always thought it was like, yeah. I mean, certain things. I mean, I don't know. I'm just using that as an example. And then, a lot of times it's also like those are the doorbuster. So that'll be from like I don't know seven eight a.m. and then from nine to ten it's more expensive and stuff like that. It's the way they do it is weird. Uh, the solution these days is just do it online. Well, you know what? Maybe you know what? Now with this new online era, maybe th- people thirty years from now are like stores. You guys are idiots. There's no stores anymore. Everything's right. online. Right. And so maybe the- human beings at one place. <laughs> what? Everything was just online these days. Hey, interaction with the other humans. What is this? Like like face to face interaction. Like it's not just via text message. <laughs> and so maybe maybe the online rage has kind of slowed down the 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 the, the crowds on on Black Friday. Uh, Speaking of Black Friday, back to Black Friday football. Iowa at Nebraska. Iowa is a five-and-a-half-point road favorite at Nebraska. I'm taking Iowa, laying the five-and-a-half. Iowa, Nebraska's, Nebraska's done. They're worse than Miami, by the way. And, well, Nebraska did whoop up on Maryland, but Maryland's worse way. Well, Maryland's up there with Rutgers. Like, they're they're just bad. But, yeah, Nebraska yeah. might be worse than Miami. But, honestly, if they played each other, Nebraska would probably win because my uh, – Miami might take it lightly because they're a bad team, but uh, eh, they might because Nebraska, the old old school logo, maybe they'll take it a little bit more seriously. Yeah, it's a Missouri at Arkansas. Missouri, a 12-point road favorite at Arkansas. I'm taking Mizzou. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Arkansas. I mean, I'm taking the Mizzou, laying the 12. Yeah, I got Mizzou here as well. Which, by the way, yeah, they, they covered against LSU uh, on Saturday, but that was, you know, that was, you know garb- garbage time. That's why I was afraid. That, I mean, LSU, Phil told, correctly told us, like, hey, man, uh, he, he'd feel comfortable laying the points, but he, he knows that there was garbage, garbage time shenanigans, and Arkansas ended up getting on a couple touchdowns. Late in that game, uh, a big game for your uh, purpose, SDI. Cincinnati at Memphis. You want to hear the line for this? Yeah, it's at Memphis. It's at Memphis. Uh, Memphis is favored by three. Memphis is favored by eleven. What is there something I'm missing here? Well, I'm, I'm checking the injury report. It didn't seem anything out of the ordinary, but apparently Cincinnati has already clinched their division. And yeah, uh, it's not about the division; it's about the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, it's about the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they and they, and they're they're saying because uh, Memphis, if they win, they'll play Cincinnati again the following week. And they're saying Cincinnati might hold back some tricks because they're gonna play them again the next week. But still, like they gotta know, win. I, I I feel like Cincinnati needs to win out to make the Cotton Bowl. I don't I don't think they can afford another loss. Yeah, and uh, I'm with you, but something switching in this game, something really stinks. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like off, I feel like they want you to take Cincinnati. I'm not going to take the bait. I'll take Memphis, lay the 11. No, I'm, eh, I'll take the bait. I'll take the bait. I'm right by the ocean right now. I'll take the bait. <laughs> that's that's you, that you, that you biting into the hook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Boise State at Colorado State. Uh, Boise State's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I'm going with your boy Brockmeyer. Yeah. See, that's why Cincinnati needs to win, because if Boise State keeps winning, yeah. Cincinnati might not make the combo. I'll take Boise State. Washington State at Washington. Uh, Washington is a seven-point favorite at home in the Apple Cup, and the Washington's been owning okay. that series. I was going to say, you forgot about the Apples. Uh, I'll take I'll take Washington. I'll take Wazoo, and I'll take the seven points. I think they'll play with some pride in a rivalry game. They're not going to play any defense, but Washington's offense has been something to be desired. West Virginia at TCU, definitely not a rivalry game. TCU, a 13-and-a-half point favorite at home. I'm going West Virginia, taking the points. I'll take TCU. 
Arkansas State at South Alabama. Arkansas State, again, 13-point road favorite. I'm taking USA. I know USA is one of the worst teams in college football, but I'll take I'll take the 13. I'll take Arkansas State. Appalachian State at Troy. Oh, God. Rivalry again? Appalachian State's a 13-and-a-half-point thir- favorite on the road again. I'm going to take, take Troy Pride. Yeah. Get Appalachian State out of here. I'm taking Troy. Yeah, I only say this because Manny Diaz brought up in his post-game uh, press conference that, you know, well, uh, LSU lost to Troy a couple years ago. Now they're the number one team in the yeah. country. Like, bro, that's so not the right. same thing. It's not 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 not, not e- that Troy that Troy coach ended up becoming the coach at West Virginia. Like that that Troy program was one of the better teams in the you know, in the Sun Belt that year. It's not right. this FIU team isn't even good. Sorry, I got on my side on my sidetrack there. All right. You know what they call this game, SDI? South Florida at Central Florida. USF at UCF. What do they call this game? The I-75 war? Close. The I-4 war. The I-4 war. That's a good name. Yeah, well, Orlando's not an I-75. Come on, come on, come on, SDI. I know, I know, I know. You were close. But UCF is a 23-point favorite at home over USF in the I-4 war. It's It's at Disney World, not in Busch Gardens. Okay. So I'm, I'm, you know, the world, so the USF is going to get distracted by the monorail. I, I like UCF. Yeah, I like UCF too. They pounded them real bad last year, and they want revenge for Mackenzie Milton. And remember, USF was the guy was the the team last year that wrecked Mackenzie Milton's knee, and so I think UCF's going to want to extract revenge. Uh huh. Now we're into Saturday. Finally, they Georgia at Georgia Tech. You know what they call this game? SDI. I love these rivalry names. Georgia, Georgia Tech, uh, the Peach Bowl. Clean, old-fashioned hate. That's a, that's all oh, it is. Like Georgia is a 28-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Georgia Tech, although I can imagine with Georgia fighting for a playoff spot and Georgia Tech being 3-8, and eight, I can imagine there'll be just as many, if not more, Georgia fans there than Georgia Tech fans. Oh, yeah, I believe it for sure. Uh, I uh, this game at Mercedes? No, it's at, it's, at, uh, the Ramley, it's at Georgia Tech Stadium. It's at Bobby Dodd Stadium in Georgia Tech on campus. Okay. Uh, I'll, th- I'll take Georgia Tech. A lot of I felt like I-, I got trapped by this game last year. I took Georgia Tech and they got blown out to smithereens. But you know what? Georgia's offense. Not that good this year. And you know, Georgia Tech has hung around. You know, they obviously beat Miami. Well, that's not hard to do now. They-, they covered against Virginia. They got blown out at home by Virginia Tech. It feels mm-hmm. like, you know, that feels like the trappy thing to do is to take Georgia. I'm going to take Georgia Tech. Take the 20 and a half. That, yeah, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of peaches. I'll take 28 yeah. peaches. And that, that, that half a point makes a huge difference because, you know, you w- at 28 points, you push. And just, I mean, what, right. you, you figure just half a point, but it's just so much harder. It's hard to win by 29. You know what I mean? You have a better chance right. of winning by 35 than you do by 29. So Correct. that half a point makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Tulsa at East Carolina. Tulsa, five and a half point road favorite. A lot of road favorites on rivalry weekend. Yeah. Even though uh, I don't think it's a rivalry. I don't think Tulsa. I mean, ECU did barely, barely got by UConn. I'll take Tulsa. Texas State at Coastal Carolina. The Chanticleers are at home. Seven-point favorites. Yeah, I'll take CFC. Yeah, I'll take CFC, too, even though they're not really CFC. Even though the Miami Hurricanes basketball team was at the CFC this past week, and they're in a little basketball tournament. They got whooped the second and third games by Florida and UConn. It was embarrassing. It was a rough weekend for the I, saw the, I didn't see the, the UConn score, but I saw the Florida score. Yeah, they, they, they was, it was close in the second half, and then the, the next thing you know, like a 19-0 run happens. It happens every single game. There's always this one ridiculous well, it's, run. It's hard to cover Joe Kim Noah and, and, <laughs> and Al Horford. 
All right, we were just talking. We were just talking about them earlier. FIU at Marshall. How's if is FIU going to be hungover or is Butch going to have him ready to kick Marshall's ass? But Marshall is at home and is a seven and a half point favorite. Money's obviously been coming in on FIU. Uh, uh, they got to feeling themselves, right? I got to go with Marshall. Here. They, they are feeling something. You know what? They're coached by Butch Davis. I think he's. I mean, I know they're partying all week, but I think they're already. But they are already bowl eligible. This is yeah. That, that's the thing. They're already bowl eligible, but I don't think Butch yeah, Davis. They, they already won their bowl game. Like they're they're the rest of the year is just you know icing on the cake, right? Like they they're not gonna they're gonna be too long over. I like Marshall. Yeah, you're probably right, but I I have a feel. I think that I have a feeling. You know what? FIU is gonna want to have all the momentum. Uh, you know what? After the Miami Miracle, the Dolphins lost three straight games after that latter place. So you know what? I'll, I'll take Marshall. I'll lay the seven and a half, even though I, I, I might be flipping back, back and forth on that. All right. The big game on noon, Ohio State at Michigan. And the line has moved significantly. Ohio State is a nine and a half point road favorite. Again, road favorite on rival weekend. Just, so you, just, just some facts here, SDI. Ohio State has won 14 of the last 15 games. And last year, they put up 62 against Michigan. So yeah. uh, what do you this got? This is this is a tough one for me because this is the, probably the best Ohio State team I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this is the time where Harbaugh finally beats Ohio State. I like Michigan money line. I like Michigan plus the nine and a half. I think Ohio State usually blows out Michigan when it's like a, when they're favored by one point. Where they think where last year Michigan was favored in the game that Ohio State beat them, put sixty two on them. So when it's a close spread, Ohio State blows them out, beats them by thirty or forty points. But when I, Ohio State's giving a lot of points, they don't they they usually don't cover, uh, especially on the road. I'll take Michigan, take the nine and a half points. That that Chase Young kid, man, he's unbelievable. Woo he be ah whoo. Yeah, he's. I think he's, you got to be chasing chasing Young at this point if you're the Dolphins, man. Which, which they're in pretty good position to do so with the Redskins winning uh, against the Lions. Uh, the Dolphins yeah. are third, but you know the, the things can go their way now. And, and it's been out. Andy Dalton back at quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, right. Uh, that's going to make a difference. But they have they have a game to play with. They have a, they have a free win on the house that they can do because they have a two game lead for that first overall pick. And. Right. Uh, it's it's like they waited to the so they had a comfortable lead for that number one pick. All right, Dalton, go back in there. <laughs> right, see, see Young mad at them yet? <laughs> nope, nope, no, nope, not at all. Nope. Dominic Foxworth mad at them? Nope, yet? nope, nope, not at all. I'm just, I'm just gonna keep asking every week until they get mad at them. Clemson at South Carolina again, another road favorite. Obviously, what's well, Clemson, South Carolina? Clemson, twenty-seven point road favorite at South Carolina, in the Palmetto Bowl. Uh, South Carolina. Clemson, Clemson. Uh, uh, that under twenty eight is a big deal. I think they can win by four touchdowns. Indiana at Purdue. I think they play for the old oaken bucket. Uh, it's a in state rivalry again. Another road favorite. Indiana seven point road favorites at Purdue. I'm taking Purdue rivalry game. Taking the touchdown. Uh, no, I'll take Indiana. I'll take, I'll take Indiana here. I like Oladipo. Another battle for the Commonwealth. Louisville at Kentucky. Mm. Or it might be the Governor's Cup. But Kentucky is a three-point favorite at home against Louisville. Uh, I'm going to take Louisville in the three points. Uh, Kentucky's offense, a little bit shaky, but Kentucky's defense has been very good. But uh, uh, I'll take Louisville in the three points. Yeah, I like Rick Pitino here over John Calipari. Which Rick Pitino? Oh, because <laughs> Rick, Rick Pitino was at both places. Ri- no, no, not Richard. <laughs> oh, oh, Louisville or Rick Pitino. I see what you did. Yeah, yeah, Louisville or Rick Pitino. Northwestern at Illinois. Uh, Illinois is a nine and a half point favorite. I'm taking Illinois. Northwestern is just straight up terrible. Even though the quarterback they yeah. played against Minnesota was better than the other ones that they had. Although Char- 
although the uh, Illinois coach might be a little busy getting ready to hand out Christmas presents. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Santa Claus, Lovey Smith, and he—it's bowl seasons and Christmas season, and he—he's bowl eligible. And so, uh, yeah, definitely, but he might be—he might be distracted. But it's a big rivalry game for them, you know. Yeah, I think maybe he'll wait a week to check the naughty and nice list. I like Illinois here as well. <laughs> Wake Forest at Syracuse. Uh, Wake Forest is a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Syracuse. I'll take Wake. They just got steamrolled by Clemson, but they did beat Duke pretty good last week. I'll take Wake. Yeah, I like Wake. Too. New Mexico State at Liberty for the second time this season. Liberty at home is a 14-point favorite. I'm taking Liberty. Give me Liberty or give me death. I'll take New Mexico or New Mexico State, whichever one you said. Shulka, these are some bad games coming up. I, I apologize in advance. Charlotte at Old Dominion. Charlotte is a nine-point road favorite. I'm taking Old Dominion on the nine points. I'll take the Niners. Middle Tennessee State at Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky at home. Finally a home favorite. Now what a concept. Western Kentucky an eight-and-a-half-point home favorite. That's a no way. I'm taking Middle Tennessee State. Their running game, they rushed for 400 yards against FIU. Western Kentucky lost to Central Arkansas. Give me Middle Tennessee. Money line. No, I'll take the Weakers. The Weakers. Oh, man. Sorry. Oh, my God. These slew of games coming up. God. Well, just power, through them. power through them. Wyoming at Air Force. Air Force is a 10.5 point favorite at home. I'm taking Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming. Rice at UTEP. Well, check this out. You're not going to believe this. Rice, Rice is getting frijoles? they're giving away frijoles. They're giving seven frijoles to UTEP. Free frijoles? No yeah, they're, 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 they're taking frijoles off the plate. Oh, oh wow. Nah. I, I don't like the fighting cokers here. I'll go Rice. And Oh, by the way, I made that mistake. I made the mistake. I, I, in my, I heard. <laughs> and you made the mistake. <laughs> this is actually UTEP. This isn't UTSA. I, I, it's gotten to the point where you've gotten me to make some of these state mistakes you have. <laughs> Uh, well, if you're going to use this podcast as practice for your Max 7, you might as well make some mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Let's just make mistakes, 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 mistakes. <laughs> oh, the, ba- uh, the the battle for Nevada. UNLV at Nevada. Nevada is a seven and a half point favorite. Some things you know, UNLV just fired their coach, but he is going to coach this game in this pivotal rivalry game. Wait, they, they fired him but let him stay? That's what I've, I've never seen that. It happens, it happens more than you think because they just need it for one game. Yeah. yeah. Right, but like. You don't know your like they just didn't renew his contract, or they said we're gonna let you go, but next week. Yeah, I mean, I guess he he might have. They probably he probably could have said no, I'm not doing it, but he probably said I want right. to coach my players one last time in this rivalry game. All right, well, well, I'll root for him, but he's gonna lose. I'm gonna take the fighting Colin Kaepernick's. Um, you know what? Win one for the old, win one for the Gipper. Getting seven and a half points, I'll take Vegas. All right, All right. Uh, UConn at Temple. Temple, a 28-point favorite at home. I'm taking Temple. UConn's terrible. Temple must be Sans Pants that they didn't hire. have to hire Manny Diaz. Yeah, that's the best The best uh, hire ever was letting him go. Best decision ever. Yeah, they, they got $4 million out of that. They got paid to let him go. Yeah. Like, they got money to, to not have to have the worst coach ever. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they got paid to not have the coach that loses to FIU. Yeah, I guess that's what you get when you're a house of God. I'll take Temple. <laughs> <laughs> Boston College at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh nine and a half point favorite. No way. Pittsburgh got shut out last week. Their offense is terrible. I'll take it. Boston College plus the nine and a half. Uh, I'll take Pitt. Baylor at Kansas. Baylor a fourteen point road favorite at Kansas. Kansas has been feisty. They've been feisty. Let me tell you, they haven't won well games. Yeah, I'll take Kansas plus fourteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah you want coach? You know, you coach players up. I'll take Baylor though. All right, we haven't gotten to this guy. But this guy, Big Tone, 
has won eight games in a row. He won another the, the, the game last week that he picked. The game was basically oh his cover was done in the first quarter, with with Baylor easily cruising a win over Texas, and so now let's give Big Tone a call. See if we can make it nine in a row. Robbie, what's up, Big Tone? There he is coming in. I'm doing. I'm, I'm busy. Well, I'm out here, buddy. You're out here. All right. Well, you want to just give us your pick real quick? Go ahead. Give us your lock for this uh, this Saturday. Well, I'm, uh, I'm the uh, I'm gonna try pop the the pop bunion axe uh, uh, trophy. I'm, I'm picking um, uh, Minnesota. They're favored by five and a half. I believe I saw. No, no. Wisconsin Wisconsin's actually favored on the road at Minnesota by two and a half. So if you pick Minnesota, you're getting points. Guys, no, it's better for you. Then you'll take you want you wanted. You want Minnesota minus five. Now you got him at plus two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm taking I'm taking the Golden Gophers plus two again in 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 Minnesota. I'm picking I'm picking today. I'm, I still want to what what Vegas why why Wisconsin's favorite Minnesota just recently destroyed Penn State uh, a couple weeks ago at, at home. By the way, I'm taking I'm taking Minnesota. I think they go they go beat the Wisconsin. I think it'll be a good game. And put a pump, the pump on your uh, X trophy, you know. Damn, tough. That tough. All right, <laughs> knowing the X trying, Tony trying to make it nine in a row, and uh, man, and Tony. Tony. Tony, Tony's eight picks made for my vacation to Santa <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony. We know you're busy. We know you're busy, man. Get back to your popcorn ways and let's uh, say hi to LSU Phil for us. All right, well, buddy. All right, that's a big tone. Yeah, this is this one's interesting for me. I don't know. Uh... I think I'm. I mean, I'm just gonna go with the warlock, but I, I'm not comfortable with it. Shout out, but shout out to Big Tone for. Uh, shout shout out to Big Tone for you know, <laughs> knowing the rivalry name of the, of the the the, uh, the Paul Bunyan's axe. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, the well, Gophers. It, it might be. It might be the best rivalry name slash trophy out there. Uh, I mean, yeah, that that, that that they literally get a giant axe. And Minnesota, until last year, I believe they had lost it. They hadn't had the axe in 13 years, and last year they finally got it back. This is the first time they get to defend the axe on their home turf, and they're playing for a playoff spot and a spot in the Big 12 and the Big 10 championship game for the Big 10 West. And Wisconsin on the road, I'm gonna take the Golfers, and then I'm gonna take, I'm gonna go ride with Big Tone, ride the wave. Yeah, what's the uh, what's the is there a trophy for the Miami FIU game? Oh, it should be a giant. It should be a, a, a giant. It should be the giant like a giant like a giant kicking the nuts. <laughs> if you or lose a to big FIU, snow globe where it's not snow. Yeah, a big snow globe, no snow. I like that. I like that. Just just a big giant yeah, three o. There's snow, but it's a different type of snow. Yeah, yeah, a big giant three o five. You know, chain. They could just take the three o five chain that the Canes already have, which by the way didn't. I mean, not that the Canes used it on Saturday. They had zero turnovers. But right. Rutgers at Penn State. Check this out. Penn State, 40-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Rutgers rule, baby. And Rutgers, do you see that Greg Schiano turned down that Rutgers job? That's unbelievable. What is he waiting for? Like, is he going to get the Tennessee job again? No, nah, and apparently he made a crazy list of demands. Like, Rutgers offered him eight years, $32 million, and he wants, like, a private jet. He wants, like, access to all the best country clubs. He wants, like, a ridiculous demands. And uh, Ru- he, pulled the, he pulled the Trent Dilfer at ESPN. <laughs> I'm taking Penn State laying the 40 and a half. Yeah, Rutgers rule. I'm going Penn State. Oh, the Iron Bowl. You don't need, I think you knew that one. Alabama at Auburn. Alabama road three and a half point favorite. I'm, I'm taking roll. T- I'm taking War Eagle money line. Auburn plus 155. Yeah, this is this is where uh, we can stop talking about Alabama for the rest of the year. 
Maryland at Michigan State. Michigan State's a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm, t- I'm taking Michigan State. Maryland just got whooped at home by Nebraska, 54-7. Maryland's to seven. not playing UMCB in the, uh, in the rivalry? <laughs> they're, not, yeah, they're, not, they're, not, they're not playing UMBC. No. Oh, man. They should be. They, they don't want to get upset like the Virginia did in basketball. All right. Uh, I'll take whoever Maryland's playing. I forgot, but Maryland. Michigan State. You got Michigan State. I'll take Michigan State. Te- Texas, San Antonio. Wait, they used to have UTSA on the gambling sheet. Now they actually have Texas, San Antonio written out. Just so, I think they must have been listening to our podcast. They know we confuse those two all the time. John, they're going to ruin it for us. <laughs> Texas, San Antonio at Louisiana Tech. La Tech is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. F- uh, FAU handled uh, UTSA pretty easily. I'll take La Tech. Not a point. I'll take the fighting coaches. Speaking of FAU, they're at home against Southern Miss. FAU a nine-point favorite. Lane Train. Lane Train's back. He's, he, might, he might be the best coach in the state of Florida right now. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, in South Florida. Yeah, he whooped up on Butch, and then Butch just yeah. uh, pounded uh, Miami, and Miami yeah, pounded up on Florida better, State. He might not be better than Dan Mullen, but he's definitely the best coach in South Florida. <laughs> it's I'll take a, FAU. Fair point. Speaking of South Florida, Miami of Florida or the University of Coral Gables – they're at Duke, and uh, the okay. UCG is a nine-point road, road favorite, which is just absurd. Duke money line, like there's no way they they didn't care for FIU. They think they're gonna after losing FIU that they're gonna just show up for to play against Duke on the road. No, nine points. Are you are you serious? You take the nine points. I'm taking Duke money line as well. So I like I like Miami to I like Miami to cover because uh, Nikosi Perry comes in in the second half and, and wins the game for them. Well, he should have been in. The, he should have came in for the FIU game. And well, the Miami coaching staff is a disaster. We, 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 I know we only talked about Manny Diaz, but Dan Eno's like, Nick Saban's so lucky he couldn't find Dan. You <laughs> know, it, it, I'm, not, I'm not a football expert by any stretch of the imagination, but when you're telling me that this team is terrible at stopping the run, and I know I know DJ Dallas tore his el- elbow later in the game, but it's pound, pound, pound. They, they throw too much. I don't understand. And, you know, I, I know, I know you don't want to hurt Jaron Williams' confidence. You could, st- you could have, like, Sometimes in ba- like in baseball, when your starting pitcher doesn't have it, he doesn't have it. You take him out. There's no, no, nothing wrong with that. You could have totally pulled Jaron Williams, had Nikosi Perry come in and finish the game. And if you wanted to start Jaron Williams the following week, you could have you could have done so. Like there's no there's not really a shame into pulling out your starter if he doesn't have it. Right. Or they could have even gone to the best quarterback on the staff and Tate Martell. Oh, well, he's a, well, he's a, he wasn't even on the field. He was on leave. For the, like, the eight. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was home for Thanksgiving a week before? Yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, deuces, I'm not playing. I'm going to go home. I'm going to take another uh, week off. My mom does some journalism. He's from Poway, right by where my mom lives. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe hit her. Maybe uh, see. I know he went to high school in Vegas, but he's from Poway. Originally. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, I like, I like Duke. I mean, you would think that it, the, the, for the Canes, the Canes would respond. They would be angry. They would be pissed off about losing FIU, and they would steamroll Duke. But that that assumes that they cared, that they're embarrassed about losing FIU. They, 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 as long as they put up good stats, like they're not embarrassed by their performance last week. So I'm going to take Duke. I think they're going to. I don't think they've learned their lesson. I'll take Duke. Vanderbilt. If you, give, if you don't give Manny Diaz and Danny knows too much time to prepare, then they're a little bit better. Oh, just wait till the bowl game when they have like three or four weeks off. Oh yeah, they're they're gonna God knows they're gonna lose by fifty five. <laughs> Vanderbilt at Tennessee, the battle for Tennessee. Tennessee a twenty two point favorite. You know what Tennessee's doing? They're feeling Feel themselves. themselves. Yeah. They're bowl eligible. They beat Missouri last week on the road. They're, they're a little bit of a run. But you know what? I think Vanderbilt's won this game four times in a row. Not saying they're gonna win. Vanderbilt's been very horrible. But getting twenty two points, I'll take them. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of music notes. Uh, I'll take Tennessee though. <laughs> a lot of music notes. <laughs> <laughs> Tulane, which which what Miami's going to be in thirty years? Uh, 
at SMU. I mean, you're listening to the issue. You guys already know. It's like, yeah, yeah, bro. Two lanes. Miami's not even on two lanes level. Right. SMU. You, I mean, you're, uh, SMU at home against Tulane is a four point favorite. SMU needs to win. But it doesn't matter. They lost to the Navy already. So they lost to the Navy. The Cotton Bowl's out of the question. And now because they're SMU and not Virginia, they're going to put them in some like auto insurance bowl that nobody watches. But I, I think they have pride. I think you know they're, they're well coached, and Shane's got Shane Bushnell's got another year, more preparation. I like SMU here. Yeah, I'll take SMU too. And I, uh, I know uh, Tulane has that court LSU transfer, but they, they shouldn't have covered against UCF at home, and they had a miracle cover in that game. Yeah. N- Notre Dame at Stanford. Notre Dame, a 16-and-a-half point road favorite. Stanford, not bowl eligible. I think they had an eight-season winning uh, seasons where they've had a winning record. That streak has come to an end. They lost to Cal State. Stanford's terrible, and I'm not convinced that sta- that home field is going to be light. And it's going to be everyone's dull, bored out of their mind. And I, I like Notre Dame big. Yeah, there's not enough trees. I like Notre Dame here. <laughs> All right, I apologize. I got a couple doozers here. UAB uh, at North Texas. UAB a one point road favorite. Again, over the road favorites. I'll take. Uh, I'll take UAB. I'll take the points at home. I'll take North Texas. The, the, a point. <laughs> Utah State at New Mexico. Utah State road eleven and a half point favorite. Whoa. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I love Utah State in this one. I love Utah State too. All right, Oregon State at Oregon. You know what they call this game? SDI. Uh, no, I, the Mike Riley Bowl. The Civil War. Oh, the Civil War. Okay. Not not Marvel it's Civil War. Sh- it should be called the uh, the Oregon Trail. Yeah, it should be. Well, the Trailblazers. Well, that, that, yeah. that was already taken. <laughs> Oregon is a nineteen and a half point favorite home. It seems like money's been coming down. A lot of money coming in on Oregon State, but I know because Justin Herbert looked really bad. In yeah, Herb, Herb beat Herb pretty badly, and Oregon's I think won this game like five or like eight or nine times in a row. And they, they've, they've been pounding Oregon State. I know Oregon State's better, but I'll take Oregon late the 19 and a half. Yeah, Justin, Justin Herbert's going to have to come out firing after that performance last week. I like Oregon as well. Georgia State at Georgia Southern. Whoa, huge rivalry game. Ooh. The ludicrous bowl. <laughs> Georgia Southern is a seven and a half point favorite at home over Georgia State. I'll take, I'm, I'm taking points. In, when, when in doubt, take points in the rivalry game. I'll take it ludicrous in Georgia State. Uh, no, I'll go Georgia Southern just to go against you. Iowa State at Kansas State. You might not know this, but this is like the second behind the the, the axe, which by the way, that were the Minnesota and Wisconsin, the longest uninterrupted rivalry in college football. They've been playing since like 1892 without interruptions, without a pause. Wow. The second longest in that list, believe it or not, Iowa. Iowa State uh, at Kansas State. So Iowa State on the road, laying five and a half, no dice. Kansas State as a home underdog. You know what? They, we saw what they did against Oklahoma. Give me K State. No, I like the Cyclones here. I like K State money line to be honest. With you. All right, not, not a bad bet. North Carolina at North Carolina State. Uh, North Carolina, a road eight and a half point favorite. That's weird. NC State usually owns this rivalry. Uh, North Carolina needs this win to get bowl eligible. I don't think NC State is going to let them have it. NC State money line at home. Pride. Yeah, I like NC State here as well. Navy at Houston. Navy an eight an eight and a half point road favorite at Houston. Now you're probably bitter about what Navy did, but you got, we have to have respect for the Navy. I'm taking Navy. No, they played well. They played well. Uh, no shenanigans, no faking cramps. They just outplayed SMU. All right. Uh, I like Navy. All right, our LSU insider is unavailable, uh, but Texas A&M at LSU. Uh, he did text us in because I was he. Te- I assume he's unavailable because he texted in his analysis. That probably means he can't come on. So, yeah. so it's hard with me being out of the country. It's hard to get calls in. <laughs> and so he 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 came out and texted the both of us that 
that uh, LSU is going to cover the – it was 15 points at the time he texted us mm-hmm. – that uh, LSU is going to cover the 15 points. Ed Orgeron's going to run it up after the overtime uh, – the seven overtime shenanigans last year. Remember yeah. remember that game? You know, I think LSU Phil had action on that game. That was the one game he needed he did. To, he did. to hit a huge parlay. But now the line's going up to 17. Right. I'll still take LSU. I'll, I'll, I'll ride with LSU Phil there. And A&M's not very impressive. I'll, I'll take yeah. LSU. LSU's going to be up by so much that they're not even going to be able to, to shower Orgeron and Gatorade early this time. I like LSU. <laughs> you see what Ed Orgeron said, like how nobody was celebrating that win over Arkansas. He's like, why? No, they haven't beaten anybody in a long time. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, damn. I love it. I love it. I lo- he's, he's so good for college football. Yeah. College football is so much better when he's relevant. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's amazing. I, mean, I think two years ago he lost to Troy, and now he turned it around. And Manny Diaz. Yeah, well, was... man, there you go. Maybe you have some hope for Manny. <laughs> but by the way, we asked LSU Phil about that situation. I was like, well, how embarrassed was was he? And he goes, it wasn't that embarrassing. LSU Phil still finished nine and three, and he was more embarrassed by losing by thirty points to Mississippi State two weeks earlier. And it was nowhere near this. Thing. I can't imagine that being the same level of embarrassment as losing FIU. It's not like Troy is in Baton Rouge. Right, no, it's not the same. I think people are just trying to look for comparisons, but there really aren't any. I mean, I know Alabama lost to UL Monroe in Nick Saban's first year, and he called it a natural disaster. Like you know, he called. Yeah, it. that's a bad one. But I mean, the UL Monroe is not you know in Alabama. It's it's, it's in Louisiana. Like, right. Eh. Right. Yeah. It would be like I don't know. I can't even think of an example. It would be like San Diego State losing to like UC San Diego. Who's D three in basketball? Wow, yeah, that's right up there. I mean, what about what about San Diego State just losing to re- regular San Diego? Well, they're still D one. I mean, I'm sure they have. I, they, I don't think they're undefeated against them. I'm sure they've lost, but I mean, it is a, it is an in city rivalry. But USD at least is D one, and they've been in the tournament a couple times. I don't think it's that. Let's I don't think it's as bad as Miami FIU. Also, San Diego State doesn't think that they're the best program ever, like Miami. <laughs> All right, believe it or not, uh, SDI, this is the primetime game on Saturday night. Okay. Colorado at Utah. Uh, Oh, I guess Utah's relevant. Yeah, and because, you know, it's because the Big Ten doesn't play night games in November. So the minutes that act, the battle for the acts, which is where college game day is going to be, uh, they're they're at 330. And okay. and I'm pretty sure Kirk Herbstreit and and uh, the the big time announcing crew will be at that game. I'm sure this will be the second team, but it, it's the 7:30 primetime game on ABC. Colorado at Utah. Utah a 29 point favorite. Ooh, uh, that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of points. I think I like Colorado. I like Colorado too. And not only is it for Utah's playoff hopes, but I get to scout Lavisca Chenault Jr., the wide receiver from Colorado. Little notepad game there for for me as well. And this this isn't this has only been a rivalry since they've been back in the Pac-12. They used to play each other every year, and then they stopped playing for like sixty years. Right. Uh, but now and now they're back. I'll take I'll take Colorado. Take the twenty nine points. Mm-hmm. UL Brian Monroe at UL Lafayette. All oh, the Cajun Bowl. Oh boy, this this uh, the battle of the ULs, uh, Lafayette is a 21-point favorite at home. Are you kidding me? In a, in a, a rivalry game of this magnitude, I'm taking UL Monroe plus a 21. Yeah, it's a lot of crawfish. I like UL Monroe. <laughs> too. Florida State at Florida. Florida is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I'll take Florida State in the points. I'm just going to take points in rivalry games. No, that's that's, uh, that's not enough oranges. I like Florida. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. You know what they call this game? I do know this, but I don't remember. Bedlam. Bedlam, that's right. 
Oklahoma is a 13-point favorite at Oklahoma State. Now, something you should know about Oklahoma State, they're playing off their backup quarterback because their their starting quarterback had thumb surgery a couple weeks ago and their best oh, receiver. Brandon Weeden got hurt? I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, Brandon Weeden and Mason Rudolph both got hurt. <laughs> on the next. Well, I know Mason Rudolph got hurt, but that's for other purposes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Oklahoma State in the 13 points. Oklahoma hasn't covered in a while. They've been close with a lot of teams. They've, they've been coming from behind a lot, or they had big leads that they get shrunk down to like four points. Oklahoma's been off. I'll take Oklahoma State yeah. plus 13. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma. Aaron, pause, uh, fast forward 15 seconds. Oklahoma sucks. I like Oklahoma State money line. <laughs> that's that's funny. She's on. She's on. I mean, is she is she still playing our, our podcast out on the loudspeakers of her of her office? She, she did. I, I, I even warned her. I was like, "There's a little Kaepernick conversation." She's like, I don't care. I'm playing it. Oh great, great! I'm glad, I'm glad that went. I'm glad that went over swimmingly without <laughs> without ruckus. All right, we're almost yeah, done with the college. Still employed, so. We're almost done with the college football. BYU at San Diego State, which sort of it's funny how we just talk about teams and boom, they come up on our games. BYU three point road favorite at San Diego State. I'm taking San Diego State in the points. Yeah, this is actually a weird rivalry. Like I know it's not a real rivalry game, but this was a big rivalry in basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, rem- I remember uh, Kawhi Leonard games. Kawhi Leonard against uh, the Joe Jimmy Fredette. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, I'll take San Diego State. Arizona at Utah, Arizona State for the Territorial Cup. Uh, Arizona State, Herm, 13.5-point favorites at home. You know what? I'm going to go against Herm here. I think, you know, he got a big win, but it's a rivalry game. I know Arizona's been bad, but 13.5 points, I'm taking Arizona. Yeah, no, I like ASU. Fresno State at San Jose State. Fre- Major rivalry again. Major rivalry. Yeah, actually, yeah. Fre- Fresno State is a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Because you said that, I'll take it San Jose State in, at home in a rivalry game. Yeah, you know, it's a big rivalry game. I like Fresno State. 22-30. That's 10-30, right? Yeah, that's where we are at. Uh-huh. Cal at UCLA. UCLA is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home over Cal. Uh, I, I like Cal here. I know UCLA. I mean, UCLA put up a, a lot of points against uh, USC, but the Cal's defense is going to put up a fight. I'll take Cal in the two and a half. Yeah, I like California here. All right, at zero zero thirty, I assume that's twelve thirty Eastern time. Which correct? That's a, this is a Sunday game. Army at Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii is a two and a half point favorite at home. That's a long travel for Army, but I think Army's going to be more disciplined. I'll take Army to take the two and a half points. It is, and I think Army's going to want to show the naval brothers in the state of Hawaii how much better they are than Navy. Oh. They're not. Even though they're not, Navy's better. But I'll take Army here. Oh, but that's right. They're playing in front of the Naval base in Hawaii. I like, yeah, I like they're that. They're playing in front of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. And uh, woo, that finishes our college. That, that's our last f- super mega slate of college football games. Next week will be championship. It'll be championship Saturday. There won't be as many games. Oh, thank God. And then there'll be less and less games. Oh, whew, we made. We made. That's our it last. Is, I'm exhausted. I mean, the UNT and UTSA. No, and no, Colorado, none of that nonsense. And New Mexico State and San Jose State. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss all those guys. <laughs> no wee moves and the sea moves. Go home, hang out with your parents, be nice, don't get in trouble in the office, and we'll see you next year. Oh, my God, yeah. And so we made it We made it to halftime, and, you know, do we – I mean, I, I, I'll cue the music. I don't know if we have any biasso set up, but I'll cue the music just in case. Uh, okay, we'll keep this one short. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. I, I don't think he's that much of a biaso. I, I know where I know where you're going with this. That he took a selfie with fans and he wasn't there for the final snap of his kneel down. But I thought the game was over too. Like you know, I mean, it, just the way that it was it was eight seconds left in that game. Detroit throws an interception. You think the game's over, but technically they still have to run out and take a kneel. I, I'm not calling 
Dwayne Haskins too much of a payaso for that. I mean, he know how much time is left in the game. His first win. Doesn't he want to get the kneels down? I'm sure he does, but I thought the game, everyone thought the game was over, and he was taking himself for the fans. It's just a kneel down. I'm sure he wants to cement his win by taking a kneel down. But yeah, it's a big, it's a big, that's a you know, victory formation. It's a big, it's a big step. Well, hopefully he'll get another chance to do that for for his sake. But yeah, all yeah, right, for your sake too. What else we got? What else we got for Payaso? So there's a, this is a little personal, but uh, the elevator situation at my building in Brickell is major Payaso situation. I've been in that elevator situation. It's it, it's a conundrum. So there's four elevators right now. Like, well, before I left Santo Domingo, there was there's four elevators in my building. One's closed because it doesn't work. Then two of them are fine. And the third one, it works. But if you live on elevators, 20, uh, floors 27 to 33, you can't use it because you can't hit those buttons because the button doesn't work. Right? Uh-huh. But I'm in the lobby. I hit the, the button to get the elevator to come down. The one that I can't ride because I live on the 31st floor comes down. And then I send it up to 411, and then it comes out again. So I had to wait 15 minutes for another elevator to come down so that I can get up. And I tell the people, like, just turn the elevator off if seven floors can't use it. But they didn't. A major biathlon situation. Oh, my God. All right. that, that's, up there. that's up there so far. That's, that's my leading candidate so far. What yeah, else you got? So, so far, I'm distracted. There's some cameras following me. Hold on. Oh, yeah. is David Ortiz walking around again? No, I hope not. I need to, talk, I need to take cover if he is. <laughs> Uh, let me see what the other one was. Hold on. Oh, Elon Musk and his and do you, you see the pickup truck that he unveiled? No, I didn't see this. So he unveils his new Tesla pickup truck, and he's uh, bragging about how the windows are, are are like glassproof, they're unbreakable, and he smashes something against the window to show that it can't, the glass can't break, and the glass breaks. <laughs> All right, that's up there. I still think I like I like your elevator situation better. For yeah, the elevator, the elevator, it's unbelievable. Like, like, I, I asked, I talked to management. I was like, guys, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm sitting here. I sent it up to 11, but the other two elevators are on 35 and 32. So this one goes up to 11. It comes back down. Just turn the damn elevator off. Like seven floors, the buttons don't work. And eventually, I just started sending it up to the to 42, and then I. But it's it, 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 a move. Turn the damn elevator off. Yeah, that, that that that's I, I like that as a bias of the week so far. We got anything else? We're out. So before we get to our NFL picks, uh, SDI, uh, we, uh, we 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 had a discussion on Friday, and a very interesting one at the mat. I mean, uh, all our discussions are very interesting. But like, there was a lady that we, we both know that you per- was apparently not that hot, but for some reason, but for for some reason, she's super hot. Oh yeah. And and so I I think I, you you were telling me this you like man you're like damn this girl's not that hot but she's really hot and I'm like I, 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 and there's a theory for that it's called the theory of plausibility I think mm-hmm. I, I think Einstein came up with this <laughs> oh yeah yeah genius <laughs> if if somebody is not that hot. There's a more, at least for me, the more I, th- I think about it, there's a higher percentage of chance of something going down. If, if, you, if you can map out a plausible scenario in your head where you and this LW uh, or, uh, or end up, or yeah, this woman, if you can map yeah, out a scenario. She's a looking woman? Yeah, she's a looking woman. <laughs> Not quite the NLW. If you can map out in a scenario in, in your head where this is very possible, whether. She's divorced, or whether she just got divorced, or whether she's a, she works with you, or whether you see her all the time. If you if you can map out a scenario where something can happen, then they be instantly become hot, hotter. It's a theory of plausibility. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could see. Oh, 100%. S- 
and there's this the the what's the politically correct way of saying this? Let me think for a second. The not as attractive they are, the, like you said, you have a possibility, and I also feel like the not as attractive they are, the more fun you can have with them, if that makes any. No, sense. I think I think you were very you re- you nailed it on the head without getting you know without breaking any rules. You were right on there. Right, you were right within perfect, the lines. Perfect. I, I, the FCC rules here are different in Santo Domingo, so I have to, <laughs> I have to remember what they are over there. <laughs> have you ever seen, what was that movie that came, I mean, you don't watch movies, but it was a movie with uh, jo- uh, Gordon Joseph Lovett, or whatever the guy's name is. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. it's a, it was a terrible yeah. movie. The, the center fielder from Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> is that, yeah, that, that's, 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 I mean, not the center fielder, the kid. And, the center fielder is actually Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. The kid in Angels in the Outfield. But uh, Joseph, Go- he was in Inception. I know that Joseph, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He was in a movie about porn. Not porn, yeah, but like what? It was. It was the movie with Scarlett Johansson. Yes, that movie. Exactly. All right, now I'm going great. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't want to type Scarlett Joseph. Johansson. Yeah, I don't want to type porn. Joseph Gordon-Levitt porn on the computer because I don't know. I don't want. To, I'm afraid of no, 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 just type in Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Scarlett Johansson. All right, good idea, Scarlett. Scarlett Johansson. All right, beautiful. Good idea. The movie is Don John. That's the name of the movie. Yes. And, and so he's like so addicted to porn. Like he like he has all the collections of porn and all that. And uh, and then he and then he meets Scarlett Johansson and and he he made he made made sure to echo out, out the fact he still would he would still watch porn regularly even meeting Scarlett Johansson. He's like well, why, why, people always tell me, you know, you got the real thing. Why do you need porn? He's like, first of all, none of the things that <laughs> with, with Scarlett Johansson is too hot to do some of the stuff that they do in porn. Yeah, like you can't do that stuff in real life. Yeah, like and so that's why he still enjoy, enjoys the porn, even though he has, Scar- he has Scarlett Johansson because Scarlett Johansson ain't doing any of that stuff in porn. Like she's too hot right. to, and she and she's basically in control. She's in demand. She can do whatever she wants. So that that's that that goes to the then the theory of plausibility. Of course, of course. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, you, you mentioned recently divorced ladies earlier. Uh-huh. So I, I decided that I, I have a new I have a new dating site strategy. I don't I don't really use the Bumble and the Tinder and mm-hmm. anymore. Now mm-hmm. what I do is I go on Facebook Marketplace. Whoa. And I look for and I look for women selling wedding dresses. Oh. They're selling their wedding dresses and they're you know at a decent age and they're decent looking. I'll like slide into their DMs. So I'll look for I'll look for wedding dresses in the three three one three zero zip code, <laughs> and then those are recently divorced women in Brickle. Damn, but but then again, but like if you're hitting them up with a DM, it's like they they want they they they're thinking you want to buy the dress. Like how do you get around I that? I don't hit them off the marketplace. I I search the profile, and I slide into their DMs the other way. That, that's pretty. That's pretty genius. Yeah, and the, the the theory of plausibility goes goes for that too. Like you know, if they're not as high, let's like, hey, this is, she may be more willing to you know. Go. Hey man, I, I don't mind averaging twelve rebounds a month. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's, that's, that's the way to do. It. That, 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 you're, you'd be an all star if you did that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a borderline hall of famer. <laughs> Mon- everybody makes a Hall of Fame in basketball. No, modern day Will Chamberlain. He was doing all all the rebounds on the court oh, yeah. and off the court. <laughs> right, right, yeah, no, not not like that. <laughs> uh, this, this, uh, I don't know. How we're gonna transition into, into NFL football this uh, this uh, this weekend. What's the first game? Well, we got Thanksgiving Day well, football. We got, like, three Thursday games, right? Yeah. yeah, you got first Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. It feels like this is the Thanksgiving game every th- every year. Uh, the Bears three point road favorites at Detroit. Obviously, Detroit's probably going with Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. 
I'm going to take Detroit. I don't like the Bears on the road giving points. I'll take Detroit. Yeah, I think this is when Jeff, I'm going to bring it all back together. I, I think this is when Jeff Driscoll rebounds back from last week against <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> I see what you know. There you go. Speaking of rebounding, the Dallas Cowboys can use a rebound. They're at home, but they're taking on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Cowboys are seven-point favorites. Ah, damn, that's a lot of stars. Yeah, ho- Buffalo. Uh, hope as, as long as the Cowboys aren't doing any tripping. Uh, Buffalo beat. They're a mess, man. They need a new coach. Jerry yeah. Jones now going out, talking smack about Garrett. They might, they, they might be too big of a hole to get out of. Yeah, I like. Uh, there's too much pressure. I like Bill's money line, plus 250. New Orleans Saints. This is the, the Thursday night uh, Thanksgiving game. New Orleans oh, Saints. Saints at Falcons. The second year in a row this game's been Thanksgiving game. Last year it was at New Orleans. This year it's in Atlanta in the Dome. Well, they're both playing the Dome. The Saints right. seven-point road favorites at Atlanta. Atlanta beat the Saints a couple weeks ago in New Orleans. So, But Saints yeah. Saints could have revenge on their mind. Atlanta's playing – I mean, it's weird. Atlanta's weird. They'll have game, stretches where they they win when you don't think they're going to win. They'll lose to Tampa Bay at home. I'll, and, I'll, and, like, get destroyed. Yeah. You know what? I'll take the Saints. It, it doesn't make any sense. I'll take the Saints, lay the points. Yeah, this is a big game for New Orleans. They're not going to lose twice in Atlanta. I like New Orleans. All right, now we're into Sunday NFL football. Green Bay Packers at the New York Giants. Packers six-and-a-half-point favorites at New York. Yeah, I'll take the Packers. Yeah, the Packers look terrible, but that front that front four in New York is not the same as it is in San Francisco. I like Green Bay. Washington Redskins at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers, 10-point favorites at home over the Redskins coming off the first one. I'm taking the Panthers. I like the Redskins here. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like they're coming off the first win. They're, they're very emotional, and then they go on the road. All right, this game's, oh, this game's super interesting. San Francisco 49ers at the Baltimore Ravens. We, the Baltimore Ravens at home against the 9-1 and the, the San Francisco 49ers, or 9-2 and two or 10-1. and one. Uh, The Ravens are six-point favorites over the 49ers. Yeah, well, we'll see if that was Lamar Jackson's actually going to face a real defense. This will be an interesting game. I like the 49ers. I, I think there's something fishy going on. I think the fact that the 49ers have to travel across the country, play a, a 1 o'clock Eastern time zone game in Baltimore, uh, I think Baltimore runs yeah, them the street. practicing in Ohio this week. Uh, in Youngstown, that's, that's their go-to move, but they were but they were at home last week. They weren't, I mean, I guess they could go to Youngstown and still practice there, but they usually yeah, do that when not, they have – Not doing Thanksgiving. I don't think they're going to make the players miss Thanksgiving. Yeah, and, and they usually do that when they have two of those games in a row. Right, they only have right, one. Right, right. Maybe they do. Maybe I'll check the, check the schedule. But they would do that in between the two games, not before. Tennis, uh, our Tennessee Titans, shout out to Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. They're at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the winner will take the lead. They're both 6-5. and five. Uh, Colts, three-point favorites at home. I think the, Col- the Colts own the Titans. I'll take the Colts. Lay the points. Well, the Colts own Mariota. They don't own Ryan Tannehill. That's fair. That's very fair. They're playing awesome. Ryan Tannehill's. I can't believe Miami let him go. He's great, the greatest quarterback they've had since San Marino. I like Tennessee. Well, what Ryan Tannehill is doing is documented science. Like this, this proves that that you can't just if you, if you uh, if it, this ends my what if the Dolphins would have taken Matt Ryan argument. Matt Ryan doesn't have the same success here with the Dolphins. And I'm watching right. Lamar Jackson uh, last night, or if you listen to 30 years ago, 30 years ago and one night uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, I, I'm thinking. Thirty I'm not, years from now, because if you're listening to me years ago, we got some major time problems. <laughs> oh God, we have a, we have a what's the word? Damn it! I, I wish I knew that word. We have an an analogy. An, an, damn it! I wish there was a word for a misplaced. You know, somebody listening to this podcast thirty years ago, which is impo- would be impossible to do. But 
I I, th- I think you know with Lamar Jackson, I see what he's doing, and I'm 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 mad. I'm not at peace. I'm at peace. I'm like, if the Dolphins have drafted Lamar Jackson, he's handing the ball off to Kalen Balage, who has less than two yards per carry, as opposed to Mark Ingram. Just that alone is is a big. He's not gonna have as much success. Oh yeah, no no no. Like you can't. It's like you look at the Seawards, for example, and I mean players that are good, like Philip Rivers is a great career, Ladainian Tomlinson great career, all these guys, but. They would have been next level had they been drafted by an actual real franchise. Yeah, exactly. And so what Ryan Tannehill is doing with Tennessee, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm like, this This is actually proving a science. As we're talking about theory, theory of you know plausibility, this is proving a scientific argument that what if uh, this quarterback was somewhere else, he'd be better. Like, So it's not right. all about the quarterback. It's science. But anyways, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take Indianapolis. You like Tennessee as well because you like Ryan Tannehill. Speaking of the Dolphins, yep. they are at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. It looks like Carson Wentz is going to play. I know he was battling that finger injury, but the Eagles on the road at the Dolphins. Oh, there'll be a lot of Eagles fans, plenty of Eagles fans there. Eagles, nine-point road favorites at the Dolphins. I think the Eagles, I, that's way too low. I, I, I would lay as much as 17 with the Eagles. All these Philly people are going to be in Miami this weekend. I guess I chose a good weekend to be out of town, but I like the Eagles here. Uh, this is uh, talking about rivalry game battle for, for for Middle Florida, Tampa Bay at Jacksonville. Jacksonville one point favorite at home over the Bucks. Well, I like Tampa Bay. Jacksonville's a disaster. Tampa Bay, you, you never know what you're gonna expect from them on the road. Jameis, I mean, it's, they're weird too. I'll, I'll take Jacksonville just to go against you. To be honest with you, <laughs> New York Jets at Cincinnati Bengals. Jets won three in a row. They pounded the Raiders last week. Bengals, uh, they said Andy Dalton is coming back. He's the starting quarterback, but the Jets are on the road three-and-a-half-point favorites at Cincinnati. I know you're going to go with your wonder boy, Gase. That's not enough points. Adam Gase finally has the team playing. You know, he's got some teams, got his healthy. Team's, you know, big upset against the Raiders. He's got he's got the players believing in his system. He's whispering into Andy Dalton, <laughs> into uh, Sam Darnold's ear. Here, I, like I like the New York Jets here. I'll take the Bengals on the three and a half points. I ain't taking it. I just have the principle. I'm not taking the Jets. <laughs> Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Browns. Oh, by the way, how, sorry, how sad fans would you be? Not only if Cincinnati beats Adam Gase, but it helps the tank. Oh, my God. I, it's super sad pants. It'd be, it'd be like when the Dolphins beat the Jets all over again. I'm sans pants. <laughs> Right. It's like the double. It's like the, 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 you have to take out two. two it's a two-for-one. I wish the Bengals would have won last week. I wish they would have started Dalton last week against Pittsburgh. They would have done a two-for-one there, helped out the Dolphins pick, and, you know, won a game as well. Yeah, but that's like a two-for-one where you just take it because it's there and it's two-for-one. It's like a BOGO at Publix. Like, hey, you don't really want two, but it's two-for-one, so you might as well take one. Yeah. This this two-for-one is a BOGO that you try. Drive to Publix because you know it's Boga. Yeah, this is worth like if if, if, you know, if Publix did Black Friday, like this two for one is like you, you wait four hours to get this two for one, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is like the one where you see that, like the pup subs are two for one run to Publix. I know you don't like the pup subs, but most people do. But yeah, the, the, I mean, even by the way, these pub subs, the, the the what they call a special now, they're kind of going the way of the subway. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast how I've boycotted Subway for like four or five years. And if you're listening thirty years from now, if I'm still alive, chances are I will have not had a Subway sandwich in, thir- in those thirty years. It's been thirty, thirty-five years. And here's why, SDI. Here's what I don't like what people do. So remember Subway. Be listening thirty years from now, you're gonna laugh at this uh, campaign slogan. Maybe they brought it back. Maybe they didn't. But Subway. We all remember five dollar foot long. Five, five dollar foot long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you know they'd have you know every different month there was a different sub that was five dollars. And on certain months like February, it's you know any sub, uh, any sub, uh, any like non-premium sub five dollars. Right. Or 
any tober, you know, you get uh, on the, that that you get any foot long sub for five dollars. And there was there was a, there was a year it was years of marketing campaign. You got to the point where you, it's five dollar foot long subway, and then all of a sudden. They had they made that the six dollar foot long without telling telling anybody, and they would they would have promotions like come this week for six dollar foot longs, as if we would have noticed, and we'd be too stupid to notice that they made a five dollar foot long the six dollar foot long. So out of principle, I've been boycotting Subway for multiple years now. Yeah, it's always sucks anyway. It it does suck, but but, but, but what, I, what I was trying to get to Publix, Publix is kind of going down the same road. I remember the four ninety nine foot long roast beef, uh, the ultimate sandwich, and then you know there was a five, then some sub subs like the chicken tender sub, which is massively overrated, was a their, their foot long special was five ninety nine. Now the subway, the Publix sub specials are six ninety nine, and it's like, hey man. Yeah, but every I mean, I disagree with you on it being overrated. Uh, I think it's delicious. But uh, everything's going up. Everything's going up. Price going up. It, it doesn't compare. It doesn't. It doesn't compare to the turkey cranberry uh, sub uh, when that's on, on the holiday sub when that's on special. It's probably coming out soon, right? This week. It's out. It's out. I had it the other day. Oh, it's already out. All right. Yeah. I want to get back. <laughs> so yeah, Cleveland Browns at Pittsburgh Steelers. Browns two and a half point road favorites at Pittsburgh. Seems like it feels like it's been. It has to have been at least twenty years since the Browns were road favorites at Pittsburgh. Uh, I'll take Pittsburgh and the points at home. I, I just, you know, I know the Browns have won three in a row, but now it's a revenge game from a couple weeks ago. I'll take Pittsburgh money line plus one third. This is crazy after what happened two weeks ago that they're playing in so so quickly. Yeah, and, but none uh, of the players. Do we know, inve- do we know if it's going to be Rudolph or Duck? I don't think we know yet, but Duck's probably the better quarterback, to be honest with you. I agree. That's what I was going to say. If we know it's so, if it's Mason Rudolph, I'm taking Browns. Uh, how many? What's the How many points? Minus two and a half. Yeah, I still think I think Cleveland's gonna end up making the playoffs. I like the Browns here. All right, L.A. Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Man, the Rams got worked. Oh, right. it's gonna be hard. I don't know if you found it because I don't know what episode it was. But remember when I said that the Rams weren't gonna make the playoffs and the Niners were gonna win that division? I, I think you, I remember you saying that. I mean, it'll take a while to find that. I don't think it's yeah. in this week's previously. Yeah, no, it'll take a while. We'll find it later. I'll go through it when I get back and I'll find it, but. Uh, I, I knew the Rams were going to be a mess. I knew Jared Goff was overrated. I knew he'd get figured out. I can't believe they gave him that much money. Uh, even as a somewhat member of the Ramley, I'm disappointed in them. Uh, who are they playing? They're at Arizona, and they're only three-point favorites at Arizona. Not note that the Cardinals are coming off a bye. I like Arizona money line. Yeah, I like Arizona money line too, plus 140. But I'll take the three points while I'm, there, while I'm at it. Oakland Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs also coming off a bye. Ten-point favorites. Mm-hmm. Adam Gase exposed them a little bit last week, the Raiders. Yeah. But, but they're still well-coached, and Gruden's going to get the guys fired up. It's a big game. Ten points is a lot. I'll take, I'll take the Raiders. I'll take the Chiefs. I think they won by more than ten points in Oakland, and they're coming off a bye. Mahomes uh, in a zone, and plus I need Mahomes uh, for one of the fantasy league with Big Tone. Right. I'll, I'll, take, uh, I'll take Kansas City lay the points. The Seawards, L.A. Chargers at the Denver Broncos. Seawards coming off a bye. The Seawards are two-and-a-half-point favorites at Denver. Yeah, that makes sense. Denver's, Denver's a mess, but I got to go with the Allen brothers. Although, and, and that's the Seawards. Yeah, I, I think back to back altitude game for the Chargers. I mean, they they they, did, they probably didn't need to have a bye. They probably could have you know played the game in Mexico City and then practice and uh, then practice there and then go travel to no, Denver. They, they, they can't afford two weeks of hotels. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, for that you said that I'll take Denver plus the points. <laughs> All right, Sunday night football: New England Patriots at the Houston Texans. The Patriots are three point favorites on the road at Houston. I'll go. Uh, so, it's a second big road Sunday night game that the Patriots have had. He, uh, he, I'll take I'll take Houston money line. Yeah, this is a good game. I, I'm interested to see this game. Uh, I'll take I'll take Houston. I like Houston here. And I know, and I think you believe it or not, I probably have to root for the Patriots in this game because the the Dolphins have the Houston Texans okay. first round pick. So mm-hmm. it's knowing because of that, the Texans are going to win. <laughs> right. oh, of course. Monday Night Football: Minnesota Vikings coming off a bye at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks feels like the Seahawks are on Monday Night every week. The Seahawks. Yeah. Cowboys and the Patriots are always on. Yeah, game. there's always a bird. Like last week was the Ravens. I'm pretty sure we had the yeah. the Seahawks on. Uh, they, then they played the the San Francisco on on Monday night, not that long ago, like yeah, earlier this did. month. The Seahawks uh, are ago, yeah. Seahawks are at home against the Vikings. The Seahawks are three point favorites on Monday night at home. I like Seattle here. Yeah, I like Seattle too. I mean, they're it's at home. Enough, it's not enough coffee beans. <laughs> All right, man, we made it. Where we ju- we didn't make it. We didn't get to the. Uh, we just barely cracked the uh, hour and a half mark, uh, the 90-minute mark. That's the, that's the soccer mark, if you will. How is my signal on that end? You, you, I mean, you're starting to you're starting to lose it a little bit there at at the end, but uh, but yeah, as, as long as you know, as long as David Ortiz is not walking by there. You know? Man, uh, shout out to uh, Vlad who did some good engineering work. <laughs> I know, I know, Vlad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you sent him over. Yeah, that we did. We we made sure that the best, uh, the best uh, connection we have possible, and uh, we made sure it yeah, happened. Just, I was walking around for a second there to, to move around for a bit, and that's why I think I lost. A we, bit. we should do more of these more often. We should do maybe next yeah. week. I'll be on remote. I'll just be you know gambling somewhere, and I'll call and I'll call yeah, well, in. Speaking of gambling, I was going to say I got about an hour before I'm my next uh, before I'm meeting with the with the players before the game, so I got I'm going to. There's a casino next door to the hotel. I might hit it up. Oh, yeah. And then you get some insider information, too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. All yeah, right. I, I, I don't know if this is true, but uh, I've heard through the grapevine that uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. might be in the clubhouse today. Whoa. Hopefully, hopefully I'll, get to meet, I'll, meet, I'll get to meet him and uh, get him on the pod next week. Well, real quick, before uh, you know, it's Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving's in a couple of days, uh, SDI, what are your go-tos for Thanksgiving? Your first pick of the Thanksgiving. I mean, obviously you can't pick the turkey. Everyone's going to pick the turkey. Your first pick of the Thanksgiving draft, go. You got one pick. Uh, one pick. I get one pick. You know, well, yeah, well, well just, just for time purposes, yeah, one pick. Cranberry sauce. Ooh. I, I like the mashed potatoes. I like the sweet potato casserole. I like the gravy. Yeah, I, don't, I don't do the sweet potato. Potatoes aren't meant to be sweet. Oh, you're out of your mind. I, I probably uh, if people I, that drink iced coffee, like coffee's not supposed to be drink cold. I think I have to go. I think mashed potatoes and gravy should count as one item because I mean, if I have, of so if you have to have the turkey with something, I, you know what? Stuffing, stuffing's obviously my number one pick. And See, I was gonna say, like, I think I, this is a hot take, but I think Thanksgiving food is extremely overrated. Oh, get, get out of here next week. <laughs> 